Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Jake. Welcome back. It's 2023. Happy New Year. It's been a yeah. bit. It's been a bit. Well, we take take a little uh, hiatus. I think it might be like a yearly thing we do. You know, got to see the fam, got to get back into work, got to settle back in to everything. You Enjoy know? the holidays. Yeah, of course. Got to check. Got to got to check out all the holidays. <laughs> got to. <laughs> Um, yeah, but we haven't done a movie review in a while, so we're back on our movie review game. Um, yeah, this is a big one. Uh, last year, I guess the most comparable movie we did around this time was Spider-Man No Way Home. That was, I feel like that was the big holiday movie. Uh, and this is a a pretty unique one. If you can, uh, read the title of the episode when you clicked on it, it is Avatar The Way of Water. So it's been, what, 13 years since the first one came out? So, Yeah. Been a long time. Very anticipated movie, but I feel like a very anticipated movie. But then like when the trailers came out, I was like, oh, I forgot that there was a sequel to Avatar. Like I knew it was coming eventually, but felt like it took a while to to get here. Yeah. And even when the trailers came out, I feel like they weren't comparable to like the big Hollywood trailers you see nowadays where you're like, I'm so hyped for that. It was like still like that looks beautiful, but they were very low key trailers it was like oh look at the world (laughs) (laughs) great honestly that's kind of how i felt after the movie a little bit too but we'll get into that (laughs) as always a great vocal interpretation from nick but for those of you joining us for the first time popcorn heist is a brand that nick and i created to share our love for movie and tv content created by diehard fans popcorn heist the podcast though is a show where we could specifically nerd out about about franchises we love the most such as marvel star wars game of thrones uh normally it's avatar the last airbender but in this case it's avatar uh and stuff like disney from our unique point of view we release new episodes on thursdays and if you like an episode you listen to we ask you to please give us a review or a follow on any platform that you're listening on and we'd be remiss if we also didn't mention the other podcast on the network called a simp's guide to the mcu where the relationships romances and bromances of the marvel cinematic universe are discussed with Alyssa and kelly and if you want more pop culture content such as blog posts rankings brackets and tuesday trivia Visit us online at popcornheist.com or follow us on social media at popcornheist. So beautifully said. Yes. So we're starting off the new year hot with a movie review, big anticipated movie, and we have the first guest of 2023. Uh, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest for today's episode, Enrique, who happens to be my roommate at the moment and uh, also went to school with Nick and I. So he's familiar with our movie isms and quote isms a little bit. And he's a pretty big movie buff himself. So say hello, Enrique. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Welcome. Tell us, uh, tell us how you got into movies, TV, what, what your style is, like if you have any favorites at the moment or of all time. Mm hmm. Yeah, sure. I, uh, I will say, I've gotten into movies probably like around middle school ish. 
I, I love to tell everyone that like the first movie that like actually got me into movies was Memento by Chris Nolan. Great movie. Really uh, caught the bug with that one. And then from there, it was just a deep dive. And uh, yeah, it definitely like took my uh, own stab at being a filmmaker at one point. Did go to, <laughs> I did go to Binghamton and got a cinema minor, you know, to get a, like a little spice to that resume. But um, yeah, I've just been kicking it with photography, movies, um, love watching a lot of foreign movies, been uh, getting into a lot of the, uh, um, the classics the past few years, uh, catching up on like movies from the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, you know, like um, Godfather, if you will. <laughs> you got to see all those classics. Um, but yeah, um, you know, recently just been checking out all the big movies, got to shout out my, my boys at a 24, you know, they, they never miss, even if they do, it still does not miss. Yeah. The a 24 <laughs> movie. You have a, don't you have a little hat, uh, an a 24 hat? I do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's somewhere back there. Yeah. Um, cool. whenever I can rep a 24 merch, I will. Yeah. You're hire me. So you, you guys are going to get, for the listeners out there and the watchers, you're going to get the cultured side of movie buffism from Enrique. And yeah. you'll get the, you do not get it from me. You'll, you'll, you'll get the, the, D, the DGen side of movie buffism from Nick and I. I was about to say, Enrique, we're very different. I, I, I haven't mentioned it too often on Popcorn Ice, but Jake definitely knows. I kind of like hate old movies. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, oh, like great, great. Mm-mm. except like star wars um there's like a few uh, there's a few exceptions i do love godfather so the one the example you use is probably not the best one but sometimes okay, sometimes, okay. Oh, let's watch a classic like let's watch an old movie i'm like oh i don't know about that uh, i guess the criteria like has to be like it needs to be in color first yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like there's classics that you like nick though like you every time like you're like oh i finally watched this movie you end up loving it yeah sometimes i don't know <laughs> i'm weird there's some classics that i watch and i'm just like this is this did not like people will be like oh that's such a good movie and i'm like this did not age well for me one example that i could think of off the top of my head is westworld i was like obsessed with the show so i watched the movie terrible freaking movie oh yeah <laughs> it was like so terribly paced my brother i watched with my brother he was like that was pretty good and i was like oh no i hated that and then, like you could tell it was a good movie at the time but i just could not I've actually it. never <laughs> seen that one. I've watched yeah. the show though. I think that's a general consensus though, is that it di- that's one that didn't really age particularly well. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom has shown me a few that she was like, this is a classic. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> You like Back to is the it? Future? I do love Back to the Future. That's true. But that came out in the eighties. I said pre eighties. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, are you uh Nick, are you a fan of like the uh the epic? movies you know like the uh lawrence of arabia's and the ben-hur's of the world never seen them <laughs> <laughs> right right when you said it every guy was like <laughs> oh yes i quite like this yes yes, yes. <laughs> it is a uh, peak perfection every time we record a popcorn heist episode i feel like i just chip away at my credibility for the fans but you know what i'm not gonna lie to them i am what i am take it or leave it <laughs> well hey, I-, I love it I'm in this. I'm in the same boat, Nick. It's like when people ask me, like, "Oh, have you seen this movie?" I'm like, "No." They're like, "You're supposed to be a movie buff. Like, you have a movie podcast." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm like a very specific kind of movie buff." 
I'm like a Star Wars and Marvel movie buff. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. <laughs> There's just a lot of movies out there. It, it will take a long time to get through the list like that. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of classics I'm missing. Yeah, Enrique, I'm, that's why I'm tasking you as part of your duties as my roommate that to to show me all the movies I haven't seen. Oh, I got you. Maybe we might have like a spinoff episode one day. <laughs> <laughs> For we'll sure. I'll have to do like a movie club and Enrique will like recommend a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Nick and Jake watch cl- classic movies. Be the segment. <laughs> Not Star Wars or Marvel. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, enough about Jake and I. Yeah. Um, should we get to the quote, Jake Herb? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Well, uh, for those of you returning to Popcorn Heist, the podcast, you know Jake and I love quotes. Jake and I were roommates in college, so Enrique kind of replaced me because I'm no longer roommates with Jake. Tear. <laughs> <laughs> and we, Jake and I bonded over quotes. Um, we'll quote everyday life things. We'll quote movies. We'll pretty much choose the most subtle quote you can think of and be like, you know what that's from and try to test each other and you know, get each other. And today we have a quote that's actually not from a movie. We also like to quote weird songs and weird life moments. So this is not from a movie. It is really the only thing that came to mind when I thought of this movie. And Jake was like, you know, we're doing it. And the quote is, I'm blue, da ba dee da ba da da ba dee da ba da da ba dee da ba da It's really the only thing that came to mind. I, like, couldn't think of a quote to capture what happened in this movie except for like the only thing that comes to mind is blue it's very yeah. fitting by the classic eiffel 95 song i think that's the group that did it um, uh, actually but... it's a classic flow rider song Ugh. and oh. now it's what was it, bb rexa redid it, it there's, a, there's a new version of it now and i'm like oh my god can we like come up with a new melody already please <laughs> oh but that was good that's a good one. I won't lie. The one that I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling all feeling right. That one's all so right, annoying. Yeah. I hate oh, I that, love one. that one. <laughs> anyway. Is it weird that I've never heard that one? Oh, oh you've definitely <laughs> heard it in like in when we like in a mall. You've definitely heard it like in a store or something like that. Yeah. Probably. I'll keep my hands out, my ears out rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that I honestly couldn't think of another quote either. Maybe bro was the only other quote I could think of. I was thinking that as we started the episode. Oh my God. That's my main takeaway from the movie is they said bro and cuz way too much for aliens. Come on. James Cameron yeah. was definitely like wrote, put that in the script and he was like, oh yeah, the kids are going to love that. <laughs> well, speaking of movies aging poorly or well, do you think that this movie is going to age well or is it going to age poorly because of something like like i've heard it described as like visuals of the now with the script of something that came out in the 90s yeah i think the i think the visuals will hold up i mean the first avatar's visuals held up um the bro will not hold up though (laughs) (laughs) but i I don't know i feel like the the i feel like the script was the script of the first avatar like did i wouldn't say it didn't hold up but it was like the same thing in this one for me. Like it was good. I enjoyed it. Wasn't like anything that I was like, I need to watch this like multiple times. Like I need to watch this for the rest of my life. I'm going to show everyone this movie. It was like, I'm glad I saw it, but um, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. To me, the, the, uh, the stories of the first two movies kind of just acts as like a vehicle, if anything, to like a reason for us to be in the world of Pandora like honestly i could give two shits about what happened in the uh in this movie it was very much like 
um you're, you're you're expecting a plot of some kind to occur and what we get is extended sequences of like wildlife beauty and then maybe like the first act of a three act movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know, but by the end of the movie, I think I turned to you and I was like, nothing really happened. The whole yeah. Movie. No. <laughs> I was like, really we're, did we're right back where we started at the beginning of the movie, you know, like, I think it was necessary. You know, there are plenty of movies where nothing kind of really happened, but it is, just my main takeaway when I when I ended the movie, I was like, so did we kind of like just like end back right where we started? You know, like he right, like he was like all four against the sky people. Then he's like shying away, and then now he's like, yeah, I'm part of the sky people again. Like, okay, <laughs> like if that's what it takes, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I what I guess going back to Nick when you were talking about trailers and stuff, like I kind of forgot it was coming out. Like, was looking forward to it, but wasn't like hyped hyped about it. And then um, once I saw the trailers, I was like very excited because of the visuals and everything. Um, but I thought it was like, again, I came out my over, I have my qualms with it, which we'll get into one of which being like, not much really happened throughout the, the movie. <laughs> um, but overall, I really enjoy, I think people are way too harsh on the Avatar universe. Like I've heard people say like, oh, the first movie is like horrible. Like it's an, it's like a, script that's not original like the world isn't original it's dumb like people just like it because of the visuals like i don't know there's got to be something to like it just beat two billion dollars at the box office again like there's got to be something to it besides the visuals right if, if people keep coming back i don't know do, do you guys agree like i feel like people are way too harsh on it yeah i i, I did enjoy the movie for sure um just like the first one i enjoyed the movie um i feel like the world is like really beautiful and i'm kind of like I feel like I liked the moments where it like paused and like let you look around the world a little bit. It felt like a, a little bit of like a video game and like exploring. Like I kind of liked those moments. I didn't mind that it took a step back and I don't feel like it felt, it was a long movie, but it, I don't feel like it was unjustified. Like I, both of them, I feel like they were justified to be that long. They were enjoyable. Um, but I do feel like kind of like you said, Jake, like nothing, nothing really happened. A lot of it felt like an excuse to be in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you, it gives you an interesting, to, an interesting story every time. Like I feel like it feels like a video game. Like you, you feel like you're in it. Um, you feel like you, you do care about the characters when you're there. Um, I, I just after I came out, it's like okay, that happened to me, and that's fine, and, and that's it. Like I, I won't be thinking about it for a long time. Um, and I, I kind of felt that way about both movies. I enjoyed the world. I enjoyed being in the experience. But afterwards, it's like okay. That was what it was. It's not like anything yeah. that gave me something mm -hmm. like a new story to like really ponder and think about. Yeah, Nick, yeah. You, you did bring up a good point. I also felt that um, the three hour runtime wasn't um, it didn't drag for me at all. Like somehow, like I just felt like so enamored uh, with like the visuals and the spectacle of everything. Like it really felt like um, I was going on like a like like a Disney ride in, in mm -hmm. some sense where like I'm, I, I'm not like actually being uh, um, I'm not like watching a movie, but being like an active participant in viewing all of the, like the wildlife and um, the interactions with like the characters and wildlife. Like it, it, to me, it felt like more of a um, kind of like a 
I don't want to say like nature documentary, um, but it is shot a lot like a nature documentary in some parts. <laughs> I think you um, said that at one point. You were like, I feel like I just watched the most expensive episode of Planet Earth. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Planet <laughs> Pandora. Really does feel like it. Planet Pandora, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember seeing like a lot of reactions online. I felt the same way. After I finished watching the movie, the only thing I could think about is I just want to go back in, you know? Like I, I want to see Pandora again. And I, I really feel like that that is the biggest accomplishment that this movie uh, this movie made yeah i feel like that's a, a real testament to the world building uh, that's the best part of the movie that and the visuals mm-hmm. were definitely the best part like i think the reason why like when when i thought about it i was like yeah not that much happened because we always think of like the second movie the sequel and a trilogy like has to do a lot to push it forward but being that this is what like a what what do they call a five movie a quad like, i think it's like a quin kind- quintilogy quintilogy whatever <laughs> like they had the first movie it was like a solid story and this was kind of like the second origin into where it's going like i feel like we got a lot more set up for where this could actually go whereas when people watch the first movie and we're waiting they're like i feel like it's a standalone movie like where could they be taking it this movie was like about setting all the foundations for mm-hmm. where everything's gonna go and it did that it did that really well i think um i think the like you said, Jake, the first movie all the time when there were like five Avatar sequels, I was like, how are they going to take this to five movies? I feel like all the plot points it had to hit, it hit in the first movie. Like mm-hmm. all the characters that had to die, died. It did a good job of like setting out the ground rules from early on and being like, okay, big time jump. Like here's what happened over the last few years. Here's kind of the new landscape of these characters and like what what their deal is like there's the children what each of their deal is um kind of like jake sully's new outlook on life i feel like the whole first movie was very focused on like him learning the ways of the people him agreeing with the um the blue people over the humans um and i feel like that they had to like kind of reset that and he he's now a, a blue person like how are we going to move forward from there um and i feel like they also did bring him to the new water tribe also allowed them to like revisit that whole plot thread of like having to learn the new way of life. Like that was a beautiful part of the first movie. Like it put you in the world because it felt like a video game. It felt like, okay, how am I going to learn to to live with these people? And now it's like, they can't really do that again. He's already a blue person, but they do it by like bringing him into a new setting, having all of the family members, like learning the ways of this new tribe. It was kind of a smart way to, to do all of that. So it was a, I think they kind of like took the first one. I think the time jump was good to the next movie. Um, having like the kids be a focus was, was like a, a nice way to, to, to refocus things. Um, and then bringing them to like a whole new setting, I think was a good way to allow it to have some of that, like some of the magic of the first one where like, you really get to learn this culture and learn this new animal and like learn wh- how this new tribe that they're going to call home is like how they live. So I think I think they did a good job of like get capturing the spirit of the first one, also like bringing it far enough away that it it kind of created a new landscape that you were invested in. I agree. Yeah, so those montages of like learning the way of the water was like some of the most enjoyable parts in the movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it does have like pretty pretty cool payoffs towards the end too, when um you get to actually see what they were training so long for it put into action like i i I felt like so satisfied with the 
um, with the action scenes in this movie. Oh yeah. That, that like, like you said, Nick, like it feels like a video game, like, but in a good, <laughs> in, in a good way, there are movies, uh, rise of Skywalker that feels like mm-hmm. a video game, <laughs> in a in a in way that's just like ways. checkpoint, checkpoint, checkpoint. Whereas this felt like, wow, this felt I like tutorial. Like, like yeah, I'm yeah. invested in this world. Like, how do I play with these new characters and like, yeah, yeah, make the connection to my animal. It, it was cool. I literally, literally, I had a dream last night that I was training to ride. I'm like, I'm not bullshitting right now. I had a dream that I was training to use the, the water banshees. It was like so much fun. I was like, wow. It's going to be the next ride at Disney World. Literally. <laughs> I felt like they sidelined the water banshees a little bit. What do you mean? Like the whole sky banshee was like the main plot point. One of the main plot points of the first one. Like you really have to understand your sky banshee. Like it chooses you. You have to make the connection with it. And then like they didn't really do that for the water banshee. It was like, okay, you made the connection with them. I, did Jake and Natiri even have water banshees? Like it felt like Natiri was using her sky banshee as a water banshee at times. So I was like, are they the same animal? I think they like the Tolkoon was like the main thing for the water people. The, yeah. The, the, the whale. Can't call so 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 now do the children have sky banshees, water banshees, and tokuns? I guess so. <laughs> That's a <laughs> lot like, of pets. They got, That's they a, got lot a big pen out back. You know what the water banshee felt like to me in the first movie? Weren't there like horses, like alien horses that kind of like were just sidelined after a while and it was real mm. and then they really went to the banshees where like this is yeah. the main thing? That's the main mm-hmm. thing for like the forest people. And then I think the tokuns are like the main thing for the water people because like people were literally crying like when they when one of them got killed like it's like a yeah. sacred animal um yeah and does jake sully still have the big ass one from the first i one? was one i tried looking that up <laughs> so many times i, I honestly I like, forgot about that what the hell happened to his huge banshee was it only used for the war I, just... the, when i looked it up it said that he he gave it away like he let he set it free after the war hmm I, I feel like he should have kept Only it. Only James yeah. Cameron knows yeah. what really happened. <laughs> I would have kept it for sure. <laughs> How would you not keep that banshee? It's so cool. Are they gonna get little new pets each movie? They're gonna have like a whole. I hope they I like hope bring so. them all together in the final yeah. battle. <laughs> I hope it's so. It's gonna be the entire ecosystem fighting against the sky people. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I, I hope so. That, that like, feels like Skyrim when you have like four followers, like a horse, a dog, like two summoning yeah. things and I, I reference got all the time on this podcast they're gonna have you like whole squads at the end <laughs> it's shaping up to be like literally avatar the last i've rendered though because the next movie they're like oh they're gonna meet ash people like from vol- volcanic parts of, yeah. part of pandora it's like this, it's right. a fire it's a fire people <laughs> <laughs> and okay i was wondering this if it is like avatar the last Airbender, like water earth fire air are the forest ones earth or are they air? I was wondering that too. Um, <laughs> I, was, I think that they're air. Mainly because of the type of banshee that they have. Because, be, I mean, like, there, there are a few scenes where they're, like, running around, like, um, it was like like floating rocks, right? Like, where they were living. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to, to me, that, that kind of, that, that gave me very air vibes. <laughs> See, I was gonna say tree because they like love the home tree and they like live in. Uh, oh, and good they, like, point. Love yeah, the plant life and everything. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll go in the same. Oh no, it can't go in the same order if the next one's fire. 
Um, I think th- I think I kind of agree with Enrique. I think they might be air because they're like are in the floating rocks. They have the banshees that fly. But what is an earth banshee? Is it gonna like stomp the? Is it gonna like go underground? <laughs> if their animal is a mole, that's straight ripping off av- Avatar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Um. Yeah. I. I don't. It seems like it is shaping up to be Avatar: The Last Airbender. I mean, apparently that's why Avatar: The Last, the Last Airbender had to add the tagline "The Last Airbender" because it's uh, not even the James tagline. Cameron. That's the name of the movie. It's just called "The Last Airbender." No, no, even the show. The show. Oh, really? Was, was trying to compete for the rights to the name Avatar with uh, James Cameron. Oh, mm. I didn't realize the show too. Yeah. Really? I don't know about that. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. I thought it was just the movie because nah, it came out the same so. year. I think so. <laughs> um, uh, so let's let's. I have some thoughts on some of the plot points too. Okay, sure. Um, Go for it. Honestly, there were really no terrible plot points. There were some that I felt like were brushed over a little bit. Like, why do they care so much about Jake Sully? Like the the humans. They're like, we have to kill Jake Sully. That's the main plot point. Like, seems like you should be focused on getting resources. And like, they don't. How do they, he's like, we got to leave the forest. So like those people don't get attacked, but like, wouldn't their first stop be the forest people that he lived with and be like, where's Jake Sully? We're going to kill you all. Yeah. It did feel kind of weird how, um, I guess like single minded the bad guys were, Mm -hmm. they didn't really have any, um, other thing to do than hunt Jake Sully down. And, um, I mean, like, hot take, but I don't really like Jake Sully as a protagonist. I think he's, like, the most vanilla character ever in, in one of these movies. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, those the bad guys pretty much just were just chasing him down the entire movie. There really wasn't any, like, um, any reason for me to care for it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, if you think about it, he did something, like, they never thought would be possible. Like, he assimilated into their culture when they hate sky people and organized a revolution that sent humans back to earth if anyone has any chance of ever uniting pandora against them it's him i feel like that's probably why like if they show they can take down jake sully then the, they could take the entire then planet the navi will like never refuse <laughs> to like dumb. stand up <laughs> it Get is your like resources Come they on. were they were getting the the brain Come fluid from the from the Tolkuns, but not that wasn't the military guys. But I think that's connected. I, it's they're still sky sky people from Earth. They they didn't really explain it that much. No, they uh, did it. It was, that, it was very that brain very fluid disparate. was just like a what do you call it? What do we call them? The MacGuffin. objects that like MacGuffins. Yes, mm-hmm. they were just like the brain fluid that stops aging. It's like what. That be it, it was it's pretty much just like a uh, a riff on the unobtainium from the last movie like yeah. it had to be some like evil corporate bad guy uh who's exploiting the ecosystem the the natural uh habitat and <laughs> you got to take him down somehow it did feel weird it was like so they like did all this work to send the humans back home in the first movie and like triumph over them. And then second movie is just like, Oh, they're back. Like, Mm. it was weird like that. And also, I, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but like was not expecting Quaritch and all the bad military guys to come back, just reanimated into an avatar body. Like, do you feel that was a cop out or do you feel like that was cool? Like, I I, I still don't know how I feel about it. 
Did you know going into the movie that he was gonna? Maybe because I saw it late. I saw it a few weeks later, so I had seen memes. Mm-hmm. I guess I thought I knew going in even before the movie came out, but maybe I didn't. I might have just known from the memes. So I knew that he was the main villain, and I was like nervous of how they were gonna bring him back. But honestly, I was kind of fine with it once I was in the movie. I felt like it made enough sense, and I felt like it gave like a little bit of a like it, they it gave the interesting moment where he like learns how his original died. It gave the like dynamic between him and spider like some some taste so i didn't i I didn't mind that actually yeah i thought that one was was pretty interesting that that uh dynamic between spider and courage um kind of have the feeling that courage might turn into a good guy in the later movies that's yet yet (laughs) to be seen did you guys like how the um uh the other military blue people like had like tattoos on them and and stuff like they made them look like they were like gi grunts going to battle it was weird (laughs) i didn't really think about that until you just mentioned it to be honest but it is yeah i saw tweet and it was like one of them with like the sunglasses on and like yeah yeah the sunglasses guy and it was like it was like no this is like an actual shot from the movie this isn't like a meme (laughs) that was made up it's definitely a little weird and like some of the water people look off-putting I won't lie. They you know who like, looks like, off with like the little like, like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> curly the... hair. Like he looked like he was like about to go on Tinder and ruin some girls' lives. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'll I'll tell you who looked off putting. It was Sigourney Weaver's character. Oh yeah, what's her name? Kitty. Yeah. Kiri. Kiri. I, I was looking at. Is it not like, Kitty? Kiri. No, it's not Kitty. You're telling me it's not Kitty. This is, I'm t- that's what I'm, I'm telling learning. you. I'm just learning this now. But <laughs> <laughs> it was Kitty the whole movie. <laughs> you no, know, I like I I'll love Sigourney Weaver to death, but her character looks so weird. Like I felt like I looked at Kiri and I was like, I'm looking at a fake character. This is like Uncanny Valley mm-hmm. a little bit for me. It was mm-hmm. like I don't know, a little weird. Yeah, her characterization too really like it reminded me of like the. Uh, um, the alternative girls who hung out at Hot Topic, like the ones who <laughs> want to be like edgy for no reason, you know, like she was she was just like, like kind of like had very weird moments in the movie. I'm sure they'll explain it in, in the sequels. Like she, she might have like some kind of like messiah complex going on. She's like, definitely a messiah. Like, how, like she doesn't know how she doesn't. What was it? She doesn't know her father or her mother or something she like that? She doesn't know how father. she's conceived. Her father. Yeah. She's yeah. Conceived okay. From a corpse. Question from a from an avatar <laughs> body yeah yeah i guess yeah. i guess the avatar body itself didn't die but that's weird because what happened at the end of the first one they like try she was shot right sigourney weaver's character they tried bringing her to the home tree to do the same process they, they did for jake oh yeah. right but then mm-hmm. like awa like she said she was going to see awa and so i the, the i think it might t- be her reborn a little bit like it did end up transferring her to the body but as a little babe I think she's like Anakin Skywalker. Literally, I think it's like part Awa too. Yeah, I think it's some sort of cool. messiah slash rebirth of Sigourney Weaver. Like they didn't cast Sigourney Weaver for no reason. Yeah, like yeah. Um, Kiri did have a lot of connections with the um, the like nature and plant life, like more than the other characters, which kind of like leads me to assume that she she might be like. I guess later on, the, the main protagonist after they do away with Jake Sully. 
I hope they do away with Jake Sully. I don't know why I hate him so much, but <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a no. Um, Apparently, yeah, like, Jake, sorry, go ahead, Enrique. I have something. Oh no, I was just, I was just gonna say that. Uh, I think I think uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put two dollars down uh, that Kiri's gonna be the <laughs> protagonist by the end of the series. Could be. Um, I did hear that James Cameron was like Jake Sully, like should be as famous as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh my god! But maybe that was just Twitter messing with me. You can't believe everything you see on Twitter. I mean, it does sound like something he would say after this after the stuff he's been saying. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna call her Kitty because that's what I thought her name was the whole movie. Um, she definitely, definitely had a connection with Awa. Um, like the whole thing at the end when she like brings all the animals together that was really cool i kind of felt like mm-hmm. awa was a little sidelined the whole movie though like aside from kitty like awa really had no i guess she saves everyone at the end but there was really like no like did the water people like they were like oh this is our place of worship but like they didn't seem to have like a, a as deep a connection with awa like there was no priest type character like there was in the um in the first one i don't know i felt mm-hmm. like awa was actually sidelined I think that it was nece- – I get what you mean. Like the, it, it is weird that there wasn't like a shaman in the other tribe. You would think that they would kind of mirror those a little bit, but I feel like they had to. The whole movie was more about developing the kids and, de- and yeah. stuff like that, Lo- like Loak and Kiri, and they were like the big the big guys. Yeah, I can't remember any of their names. Loak is, is, is the one with the, the little braid in front. The surviving son, the one that – Oh, okay, the one that lived. Him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers Did for you... Avatar, by the way. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> we always forget to give a spoiler warning. <laughs> Question. I, yeah. Wait, Did wait, you no, guys feel sad when the, I guess, the older son died? I, they have, they like, should have developed him more, him? but I did feel sad. It was like, it, it, they kind of played it off as like a very like sad moment, but like I just never felt any connection to him at all. Like, I don't know if he just kind of felt like he really wasn't given that much characterization over than just being the big brother to um, Loak, the other guy's name is. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't I tell like, you his eh. name. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you his name. Exactly. I don't even know the older brother's name. Yeah. <laughs> it was sad because, like, because Jake and Atiri were so sad, but, like, I really knew nothing about the character. But it sucks to lose a kid. Like, that... That made me sad. But I feel like they brought him into this movie and killed him, but like they only made him a character to, to kill him. To kill him. They had off. no other death. Um, and they didn't want to kill yeah. like Jay Sully <laughs> or like one of the kids they spent more time on. Um, yeah. But I thought they did a great job of spending time with the other children. Like I think they balanced it well with like the old generation and the new generation, which some movies struggle to do with. Like I think they did a good job. I feel like Natiri was a little sidelined, but that's because she's like the main character. In the first I was one. just gonna say I mm-hmm. like Natiri though. I, I wish yeah. she wasn't sidelined as much. When she did the shadow thing she went she whole assassin off. thing, she was sick. Yeah. She had some great uh archery uh moments in the whole Yeah, world. I don't know how people still fly helicopters in this universe. Like it seems like every one of them just gets shot by an arrow. She's like, ha! <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, also, uh, I, Natiri was great when she was on screen. She was a little sidelined. But I feel like her whole thing with Spider should have been explored a little bit more. Like, at the yes, end, like, there's actually. really no resolution to the whole, like, you almost killed me thing. You know? Yeah, the um, yeah. they kind of just left it on like a like a moot point. They never addressed it after the fact, and Spider, I guess, 
went back to living with them. Yeah, no, and like no also freed asked. the bad guy, and like he's gonna have to explain to yeah. him that he did that. That might be a plot point in the third movie. Like, I kind of want to see a little bit more of like the spider. Like, oop, guys, I let the bad guy go. Oop, Natiri, <laughs> you almost killed me. What are we doing with that? I feel like he. It, I hate to say it, uh, Enrique. I think I think you're you're right. Not this isn't what I hate to say. I hate to say that I think that Spider is gonna be like become his dad eventually, like become evil, like mm-hmm. Quaritch, and Quaritch is gonna become like more appreciative of the Navi culture and kind of like have a Darth Vader redemption arc a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I think they that's Spider is gonna become like the main villain of, eventually. I That'd have be feeling. sick. Yeah, I will say. Even if it's kind of predictable, I mean, it, it it works at the end of the day. It does work, I guess. I'm good with Spider being the villain. Maybe he'll be the seed bearer <laughs> in the title of the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible title. <laughs> Maybe it refers to um the father of uh, Kiri, the seed bearer. Hmm. There had to be a seed involved. <laughs> That killing me. Um, <laughs> um, what else happened in this movie? Hmm. I do like the Tolkien connection, and I like the whole thing with like, I don't know, like it, it kind of, you know, what it reminded me of Nick. It reminded me of the the space whales from um from Star Wars Rebels. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, what are they called? Oh, the, oh, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Yeah, but it, it reminded me oh, of that. Mm. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I can't remember what they're called. Um, yeah, but they are very similar to that. Um, except like each one has a connection to one. The, my one question, I guess like the people respect the Tokun so much that they like have to go along with their decision to exile the one that the son was friends with. But like they were like Tokun culture is like he's a killer. Like don't stay near him. And then he's like, but I want to save him. And they're like, no, he's like a killer. But then they're like all killers. And they're like, they like the water people are killers themselves. Like they're fine with like killing if needed. But then they like, don't get why he has like the, the son has sympathy for the Tokun who like did the same thing. I don't know. It didn't it just didn't, didn't hit with me why they mm. were like so against him. Yeah. It was a little confusing. I feel like it wasn't explained as, as well feel like it probably has something to do with the whole awa connection to all nature stuff that they'll Mm. get into yeah yeah that is like a big like looming question above everything like the whole awa thing um it seems like they all have some sort of connection to the uh i guess like the the greater world um via nature but yeah to me it remains to be seen how or rather like why that is the case i'd like to see in like the the future movies uh, that explored a lot more because uh to me it kind of it kind of feels like a plot device in that sense um just something just like for xyz reason to keep the story going yeah honestly i'm not like, sure we'll get i don't know you go jake sorry no, no oh, all good um i was just gonna say it feels like something they're probably not gonna get to to be honest, until like four or five, I, I don't think we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get. I don't know if they'll ever get to it. I think they might just keep it as a plot device. I I don't know that you want to like fully demystify something so mystical 
which like I, I get like I, I don't that's I don't a fair really point want, yeah like, a, 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 an answer I feel like it's gonna be something more like the force in Star Wars where like it's kind of like Awa surrounds everything and like mm-hmm. there's different ways to connect with her I don't know and I know that they want to like expand the avatar universe even even maybe even bond beyond these movies so th- I don't know that they'll like <clears throat> have like a person be a like have a person be a while like I think they're gonna keep it a little bit mystical which I think makes sense I'd like to see a little bit more than like light animals and like animals coming and helping like I feel like we should get a little bit more than that I want a little bit more explanation but I don't know how to how they'll end up balancing like not not demystifying it too much versus um like showing us Just, more yeah yeah I mean I don't think they're gonna show us a person for sure but I I think that we'll definitely find out more about it the supposed title for the last movie is the quest for awa so i think like oh yeah that's the end for the avatar movies it's like if nothing else drives the humans away like finding a way to connect truly with awa will get them out of there i bet you the end goal is to get the humans and the the navi to like live together awa's gonna be like i've been trying to unite y'all for mad long jake sully is like my main guy his daughter is like my main girl, and she's like a reincarnation of one of the sky people. Y'all should live together. That's what I think the end goal is going to be. Interesting. Yeah, they did mention in the movie that like Earth was dying, right? So like, yeah, people are they're they're like forcibly coming to Pandora. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, unless the human race goes extinct. I, I guess I'm that's the only way with. forward. <laughs> Everyone just turns into a blue person. You could be right, Nick, honestly. Like it could, because like in that sense, Pandora is like a foil for Earth. It's like, that's how mm-hmm. humans should be living is like connecting with nature and connecting with realizing that everything is connected and one action affects the, the other. So maybe you might be right. You're onto something, I think. I think that's going to be it. I wonder if they'll all become blue people because they need to be able to like braid it with and connect with things to live there. I feel like you'll get eaten if you don't. So maybe they'll all turn into blue people. (laughs) (laughs) Only the strong blue people survive. That would suck having to like mask it up everywhere you go. Like air mask it up. Yeah, they got to get spider Mm -hmm. blue body. Yeah. I don't think they will though. They don't got the technology to develop them anymore. Did they say that in the movie? (laughs) Like the the Jake Sully doesn't have access to one to create an avatar. I don't think. That's true. Forget that they don't have it. Yeah, I feel like they sidelined the humans that stayed with them too. Like were loyal to them. Oh, they definitely did. Like the sure. the tall dude. I think he was in like two scenes in the yeah. entire movie. Yeah, and like the guy with the beard. The guy from uh, yeah, Dodge- the guy with the beard too. Yep. The guy from Dodgeball, right? Tall guy. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Sh- Oh yeah, he was God, a he dodgeball. dodgeball. <laughs> wow. I can't look okay. at him and not think of dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, one thing I really hope from the sequels is, and James Cameron's been talking about it, is I hope we see scenes on Earth. Like, I want to see, or even if we don't see scenes on Earth, just, like, more about, like, what the government is telling, like, the military to do on Earth and, like, more of that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I don't want to see scenes on Earth. I don't know. No. I don't. I don't know that it's like the the setting that I want to see in this in this world. It feels like almost like speaking of Westworld, we spoke of Westworld earlier. Like it, it was kind of better when everything was like contained to the to the like it's in those seasons. Like Westworld's the opposite where they had to get out of the park. So eventually, you have to see the real world. But like it was kind of more interesting when like the setting was all contained. 
And like whatever you heard about mm-hmm. the real world was kind of just through like some flashbacks, some like information. I feel like the best way to like keep it focused on Pandora is to focus on Pandora. And I agree with you, Jake. I want to hear more about like what the president has to say on Earth. But like I don't need to see them sitting in the Oval Office. I would yeah. rather see like the people right outside Pandora or on Pandora. That's fair. Yeah. The the only way I would see Earth being involved with um with the the movies is if like James Cameron wants to like hammer home that message of like this is what happens when you destroy the environment and then you just see a destroyed earth. Like in, in my opinion, I I kind of feel like all these movies is just an excuse for him to send out his like environmentalist messages. <laughs> That, I think I think the, that they're definitely going to make an environmentalist message. If, if, I feel like they already have in other ways, but they're definitely going to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, Earth yeah, Y'all yeah. They definitely done like, people. right? Yeah, they definitely in my like. I think they've done it in like small, um, uh, like like small messages first with like the like the whales or non whales according to James Cameron, and then uh, the tree in the first movie. So maybe like he's gonna like hammer the point home by the end of the fifth one, you know, like. Mm-hmm. everything's gonna die if you don't take care of the environment <laughs> yeah he did it with a terminator the machines are taking over and then now he's doing it again with a without yeah yeah that's an old movie you gotta see nick you gotta see terminator i've never seen any of the terminators <laughs> Term- terminator 2 is like one of the best yeah. sequels ever yeah uh, <clears throat> but two. anyway are we ready for report card time i did have one other plot point what was i gonna say um oh you know what I feel like was messed up? And this what? speaks to the ending of the movie. Jake Sully at the beginning of the movie is all like, this family's our fortress. I'm the leader of this tribe, pretty much. I don't have to, like, stick with the tribe. Like, oh, I'm the danger. I have to get out of here. This family's our fortress. I'm not going to put my people in danger. Blah, blah, blah. End of the movie, he's like, oh, now I've realized this is a home. We're going to hold it. What? What about the first place? I feel like they went through more with the first place. Like, that's ridiculous. It's like Natiri's, like, literal family, like her brother and stuff. She was torn up about it in this movie, too. She didn't want to leave. And now he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. She's right, but we're staying in a different place. He just likes water more than air. That was ridiculous. I hated that plot point. (laughs) (laughs) Thoughts? I agree. I mean – he kind of abandoned the people who like yeah. brought him into this culture. It's a little he's weird. He's kind of messed up. He's like not willing that... to put them in jeopardy, but then he's like, I'm willing to put the water people in jeopardy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, that Jake's going to be a nomad like for this entire series. Like he's just, he's just going to like plant, plant his flag down in each one of those, um, blue people cultures, like the, the Ash people in the next movie, for instance. What was the point of the ending of this movie? That's why I was like, I don't know. (laughs) That's why I was like, by the end of the movie, I was like, wow, like that was awesome. But at the same time, I was like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) What just happened? I did. I did like the mirror ending with his eyes, though. That was cool. Yeah. You know, it's going to be sick when they end the movie with someone else's eyes opening like Kitty. Can't wait. You know, you know, like this one was like, okay, oh, cool ending. Like it's Jake Sully, but it's in a different way. Like. He's like, they're going to make it a little different each time. I'm excited for it to be someone else. That's going to happen. You know, it is. I agree to hear first. I think so. Uh, Symbolism, man. Yeah. All right. Now I'm ready. I'm ready for the report card. So are you ready? Now I'm ready. I said all I have to say. Um, 
the report card is something Jake and I used to rate movies. It's kind of like a, a little ranking system. Jake and I love rankings where we each give us a score out of 10 for six categories. And then we formula it up and we give a percentage out of 100. And mm-hmm. the six categories are pacing, visuals, acting, music, story, and heart. So Jake, Enrique, and I will each give a rating. And you know what, Enrique? You're the guest. So let's start with you. Um, what is your okay. ranking and a little explanation for the pacing category? So pacing, I'm going to give a seven. I, I feel like the movie goes at like a pretty decent pace, but it didn't need to be three hours long. Like it didn't feel like it in theaters, but um, it was just a lot of um, not really like exposition, but more of the um, water scenes, nature like planet Earth vibe scenes. Um, they cut down on that. I feel like it would be a bit quicker, in my opinion. I'll go next, Jake, because go for I it. always go last. So. I would say I would say higher than a seven. I'd say like a I'll go like a seven point eight. I agree with you, Enrique. It didn't have to be three hours. I feel like also they like rushed past things at times. Like it was a real long movie, but they rushed past things at times. Like him leaving the initial tribe was like, okay, we're really getting to the water place. Like they really moved on with the plot from the first place. They kind of brushed past like the whole villain, like, okay, we're blue people now. What's our goal? That's fine, Jake Sully. They kind of blew past that a little bit. Um, but I was thankful that they spent a little bit more time on like some of the scenes where it was planet Earth. I was thankful they like spent a lot of time with the scene where they like caught the the Talo oh, not Talokan, that's from Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are they Tolkun. called? The the Tokun. Um Tolkun. I was like I was <laughs> I was happy they spent time like on like them catching the Tokun and like they spent time on the the relationship with the Tokun. So I felt like It was good about it. There was things that I felt like could have been shortened, and I felt like there were things that could have been dwelled more on. So I'll give it a 7.8. I'm going to meet you guys kind of in the middle. I think that, yes, it didn't need to be three hours, but it's one of those better three-hour movies where I wasn't bored at all. At certain points, I was like, I wonder when the third act is coming. Like I was kind of like, oh, like, we've been doing a lot of this for a while like it's got to be getting somewhere sometime uh so i won't i wouldn't say that i was ever checking my watch but i was kind of in the back of my mind like huh like i wonder like when we're gonna get to the next thing you know uh so i'll give it like 7.5 all right i like it i like it i like it all right next category is visuals enrique back to you oh (laughs) <laughs> I think this one's an easy one. The perfect 10 out of 10 for Whoa. me. Yeah. <laughs> even even though some scenes may look like it's from straight out of a video game, I think that it's just phenomenal. Like just the idea of how they were able to like thinking about how they're filming it on like a set or like a sound stage and then just seeing the end result, it, it blows my mind. Perfect score all around. All right. Interesting. All right. I'm going to go a little lower than that. Um, I'm going to go with the 9.5, mainly because of what you mentioned, Enrique, where um, it did look like a video game at times. Like, specifically, one scene that I remember vividly is like when I can't remember his name, the little braid son is 
like getting chased mm-hmm. by the the tokun the first time and it's like biting the thing and he's like running away i was like this looks like a video game i was like this was like a cutscene. there was a few other scenes like that 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 are escaping me now and so that's really the only reason i would say but other than that like it is quite the quite the spectacle to to uh to, to watch and like quite the experience to watch I also like like that they they had some real shots like when he was like holding the hand of the tokun that was really cool really great shot um the fighting was cool like the shadow thing with Natiri like that that deserves some some visual like props because it, even though it's cool to see all of like the effects that go on it's nice that they also took the time to like really film scenes in an interesting way so I'll go 9.5 I think um this is tough. So I, I agree, Nick, that I, I, would, I was remembering there were specific scenes that really did look like a video game, and that is one of them that in the theater, I was like, okay, this really does look like a video game. But uh, Enrique, I also got to agree, agree with you. It's just like the way it's the, the way they were able to make this movie was just like incredible. And some of the shots, like, like you said, Nick, and I specifically remember there's a shot where they're training on the water banshees. And you see him like wrap his hand and just like you could see like the water droplets like it like just looks so real. It's so real, right? It looked looked so, so good. Um, I'll go 9.6, like slightly higher than you. Might might I add one other scene is um, funny enough, I totally forgot Edie Falco was in this movie. Um, Yeah, Carmella. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When, um, When she was in like the power suit um to make her like five feet taller and then just like physically interacting with the blue people uh it it just looked it looks so real like they didn't fake it somehow like it blew my mind how they're able to do that yeah oh my you just reminded me of something like that scene i think i think it was that scene when they're in the tall suits and mm-hmm. doesn't she grab like coffee but also the robot hand grabs like a fake cup of coffee too and it's just like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it does like the same motion that she's doing <laughs> and it like grabs an a, a large cup of coffee so she's actually drinking coffee but the robot hand is just holding a really big cup and it's just like <laughs> doing the same motion. that can't be practical like when she shakes someone's hand does she feel pressure against her hand she like shook someone's hand again like Ooh, with I the wonder. robot hand and i was like is she feeling that or is she gonna like rat ram through them because she doesn't feel where their hand is? Yeah. <laughs> <Good> point. <laughs> anyway, acting is the next category. Enrique, over to you. Uh I I give it a seven and a half. I'll go seven and a half for that one. The um uh hate for Jake Sully aside, I feel like the other characters were very interesting in um the time that was given. Um the bold choice of having what was it like four kids like four new major characters introduced for just the family is um astounding to me but they were able to make it work um i thought that um yeah it was it was pretty good on that front All right, all right, all right, all right. That's my turn, isn't it? I forgot. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, for me, I'll go with uh, I'll go with an eight point two. Very specific. Um, oh wow. Yeah, I thought um, 
I thought the acting was good. Love Nateria. Love Zoe Saldana. Um, Jake Sully. Jake Sully. As much as you may hate him, Enrique, I thought he was pretty good too. I loved the villain was good too. The, the villain was really good too. Like he he gave some good lines and some good delivery. Um, the kids they were they were good for child actors, but could have used some work at times. At times, Spider was like, "Stop it! Stop it now!" I was like, "Okay, simmer down, kid." <laughs> um, um, so there was, I mean, there was good and bad. I think it was mostly good, but um, yeah, there was there was some moments where, we, and the, I gotta knock it a little bit for the bro and the cuz because we don't have like a specific writing category, and that is that was pretty bad. So I'm gonna knock it a little yeah. bit for that too. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, I think I'm gonna go the highest out of you guys. I felt like with all things aside, the bros and the cuzzes and the uh, Jake Sullyisms, um, I, I feel like every character was was pretty compelling to me. Um, I I liked all of them. I like didn't really get the over hate for Spider. I know there's a lot of Spider hate on the internet. Uh, a lot of people didn't like him. People didn't like some of the other characters i think they didn't like uh the sons either that much but i was interested in pretty much all the characters um so i'll give it an 8.5 all right all right all right next nice. is music enrique over to you. all right music i kind of kind of want to give it a six i Ooh. yeah hot take Ooh, hot I take i know <laughs> <laughs> i didn't really uh, feel that enamored with the music there, w- there weren't any like standout tracks for me um it did serve its purpose well in the scenes that um required them like the the son's death and the action scenes uh, moments of triumph towards the end but yeah it just it just really wasn't that memorable oh that's low I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go a, a seven point seven. Um, okay. I see what you're saying. It's not super memorable. There was. I definitely framed the scenes well, though. Like I felt like when they did, like want you to be enjoying the the scenery and like no one's really talking. I feel like it did put you in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also one scene where they played like the specific track from the first movie where they're like destroying everything. They played it, and I think it was from when they were destroying a home tree in the first one. I think they played it in one of the tokun scenes i think it was like maybe when they first caught the tokun but i can't specifically remember but i remember being like oh that's the one from the first one but they like changed it a little bit um so i like i like that one um and i I don't know i felt like it i felt like it fits fit the scene most of the time i'm gonna go the highest out of you guys again um i love this soundtrack um (laughs) and i love the soundtrack for the first movie too i have a movie and tv um not soundtrack scores uh playlist and there's a few tracks from avatar and i just think the main themes that james horner composed for the first movie are just so so good and i think do think the score for the first movie is better than this one but after the movie i was like i gotta listen to that score again so um i don't know i just i really like it uh the theme is very very catchy it's really good melody um so i'll give it an I'll give it a nine, honestly. Whoa, really varied there, friends. Whoop. All right, next is story, Enrique. Okay. Um, I'll give the story a. I feel like I don't want to be too hot take on this one. I'll, I'll do. I'll do seven and a half. What what the what story is there is compelling. I just wish there was more. Um, 
ultimately there really wasn't that develop that much development for the characters um it kind of felt like a first act of a three-act movie to be honest very bloated first act um but yeah the um i just really like the world building to be honest the the uh the world building is really what's uh getting the score the high score for me on that one mm-hmm. yeah i kind of i kind of agree with you i don't think this story is like the strongest point of this movie i feel like the villains had vague um vague vague motives i felt like the characters kind of acted out of character like jake Sully leaving the first place was out of character to me um mm-hmm. but i did like once they got over what they needed to to like get the story like the, those were to get the story in a place where they could like move into the story they wanted to tell once i got to the story they wanted to tell i felt like it was good um and i was like invest i think they did a good job of balancing the old and the new um i think they did a good job of like including sequences that were similar to the first one but making them different um i'll go uh i would go with an eight i think that this movie accomplished something very difficult um you know kind of akin to the force awakens has to reintroduce a whole new generation uh to this franchise and namely to a franchise that people are not that overly crazy about in particular like people obviously it's one of the highest grossing movies of all time but it doesn't have a fandom of like a star wars a marvel uh a fast and furious what have you um, that's going on right now and I think it did it in a way that, yeah, it was maybe a little similar. And like we said, not, like kind of ended where it started a little bit. But I don't think it really rehashed anything or phoned anything in in particular. I think like James Cameron kind of like went for that expansion, that world building um, in a really unique way too. I was not expecting so much like world so deep of world building to the point where like an ex- extended part of the movie is just about the whales and the Tolkoons. Mm. Like it, it really reminded me of, again, like rebels making a rebels connection here again, where they spent like a lot of the fourth season on just like the Loth wolves and stuff where it's like, you would never expect that, but it serves the plot like so well. And you're glad that they build that lore into it. Um, I really think that's what the franchise needed is that, you know, a lot of people were criticizing the first movie as like, oh, it's not that original. I feel like while I didn't really agree with that, I kind of see where they're coming from. This movie really like made it original. It's like, wow, this is its own world. Like they have some really cool lore to it. I think that's what the franchise needed. Uh, but then again, agree that the villains like they could have better motivations. It wasn't the best script of all time. Um, so I'll give it an 8.3. And Jake, just to just to comment on something, I did search what the whales from Rebels are called. I'm very disappointed that I couldn't remember it. It's the Pergill. Ah, okay. <laughs> I would I, I would never have remembered that either. <laughs> I, I was close, but I had to search it before the episode ended. <laughs> um, all right, next category is heart. Enrique. All right, so to me, at the end of the day, all the uh, pros and cons aside, I do think this movie does have a lot of heart. I'm going to give this one an eight. I think that it does have rewatchability. And 
in the long run, you know, maybe it might end up being um, like a fantastic movie in its place within the franchise. Uh, I, I do have high hopes for it, and I, I love the water people. I'll, I'll put it out there. The, the, um, the characterizations of them, the, uh, how, how they are like, kind of like sort of different than the, the air people. Um, a lot of like the small details like that really makes this movie shine. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you completely. I think they put, I think they put a lot of thought into like the world and took, took the world with care. Um, I think it had a good amount of heart. Definitely was like, let's throw, let's throw some beautiful effects on it and make some money. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it did definitely have heart. The one knock that I would like to give it is like the moment that's supposed to be the most heartfelt does fall a little flat with like the sun dying. That should be like really the kicker. But because they mm-hmm. didn't spend time on, on developing him, that would be my biggest knock on the heart. Like I should have felt something, but and I did a little bit, but I more felt bad for Natiri and Jake than I did like cared about the character dying. So uh, I would agree with an eight. I'll put an eight on it also. I'm also going to put an eight. Cause oh, I, wow. I look at us all you, <laughs> you guys hit on the same beats that I was going to say. Like it definitely has rewatchability. Um, when I came out of it, I was like, I want to recommend all my friends and family to go see that and go see it in IMAX, go see it in 3d. But at the same time, like, like you said, Nick, the big kicker, like I really, I I had no feelings about it. Like what's, I was more like feeling more passionate about being a fan of the franchise now. Like now I was like, all right, now I'm a fan of this franchise. I go want to see the next few movies that are coming out. I wasn't like, wow, that was so heartfelt and like made me like tear up or anything. But like, I was like, that was a spectacle. Um, I'm into this franchise now. So I'll agree. Eight. All right. Well, the results are in. And the final score is... Drumroll, please. 81%. All right. I think that's fair. That's pretty accurate. That's that's a good score. That's pretty accurate. (laughs) The report card never (laughs) fails. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Oh wow! Awesome. Yeah, me too. Didn't give us a ninety-three. We're getting a lot of movies that were ninety-three percent, and we were. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, Enrique, I appreciate you coming on. This was a fun one. Thanks for having me. I think after this conversation, I actually got to go watch this movie again. (laughs) You too. I have to judge the music this time around. I want to watch the first one again. I kind of want to watch the first one too. I like couldn't bring myself to watch it before because it's also so long and I've already seen it. Yeah. Mm. It was on FX all the time. I've seen it a bunch of times. Seen like different snippets all different times. Um, yeah. So I didn't watch it before this one. You know what this di- didn't really have? the not. I guess like the training and the montage stuff. I was going to say it didn't really have like a scene that like I would go and like be like I want to watch that scene again. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like need something like that i could think of i could think of one scene from this movie and it's the train crash that is like the most beautifully over-the-top train crash scene i've i've seen in in like a long time that's true i remember the specifically when that scene happened i was like all right the visuals like we're (laughs) we're we're here now i better strap in (laughs) like you know like it looked really good i feel like my favorite visual scene might have been them chasing the 
I almost called him the Pergil, the Tokun. <laughs> Am I catching it? That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that shot of him holding his hand it, that you mentioned is is yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very side questy movie. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> now that you put it that way, I, I can't see it any other movie. way. Yeah. I don't mind a side questy movie though. I kinda <laughs> hate when a movie's like plot. Give me the everything's to the plot. Like I kinda like when every scene's its own little thing. That being said, it's it's thank God it's a five movie uh saga. Rather if this was yeah. the if this was the second of a trilogy, you'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Big concerns. <laughs> and don't, haven't they filmed most of the other movies already? They're just doing effects on them. I think they yeah. filmed all of three. I heard they finished the third one. Sick. Zoe Saldana. Congratulations. She is in four movies that grossed over 2 billion. She's the only actress that, that has, that's done that. Goat tier status. That's sick. What a woman. She's a legend. Sick. <laughs> and it's funny because she's like not the main character of any of them. True. <laughs> in fact, in Endgame, she's like barely in it. <laughs> she, she has the most expensive participation trophy. <laughs> Isn't she in a Fast and Furious? That's got to be up there too. No, I don't think Zoe Saldana's in Fast and Furious. Uh, that was um, Michelle Rodriguez. Was it Michelle she's Rodriguez? In the first At Avatar. least for a little bit. Right. I think oh yeah, she Avatar. yeah Michelle Rodriguez is in the first Avatar. She's in the first Avatar, but that, I don't think any of the Fast and Furiouses have grossed over two billion. Oh, and Zoe Saldana is not in the Fast and Furious unless she was in like the most recent one, which I don't think she was. I'm trying to think of what it's it's Marvel, right? It's got to be Infinity 